0: Series Hard in the Paint. Alright? Hard in the Paint. Alright? We're going to talk about a series called Hard in the Paint. Here's what I mean. So, I'm a basketball guy, right? I don't know if there's anybody else who plays basketball, but even if you don't play basketball, I can explain to you what I mean by Hard in the Paint. Okay? So, in basketball, there's this thing called a lane. Okay? See where people shoot free throws at? Right in front of that to where the basket is. They call that the lane. Okay? But they also call it the paints. All right. It's called the paint. And the thing, the reason why they say hard in the paint is because my dad used to teach me that the paint, that's the blood and guts area. Like if you come into the paint, you better come with some confidence. You better come with some power. You better come with some boldness because we don't play in the paint. Okay, this is where the men play. So if you're going to come in the paint, you better come hard. You better come bold. You better come aggressively. You better come confidently. You can't be up in here like a little sissy. You got to come hard, right? And so what I want to accomplish this month for us is I want to challenge you guys throughout the summer, throughout the finish of the school year, but most importantly in life, I want you to live a life, man, where you go hard in the paint, right? Like you may not play basketball and that's fine, but your mentality is like, you know what? I'm going to approach life with boldness. I'm going to approach life with confidence. I'm going to approach life in all these areas that may be Going against me, I'm gonna approach it with confidence, boldness. I'm gonna go hard in the paint every day, okay? And that's what we're gonna talk about this month. But before we do that, let's pray, and then we'll get into our, our word tonight, okay? Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to be here tonight. And Father God, right now I just thank you, Lord, for an amazing night. Just we can come, have fun, and just you know be creative and think outside the box. Lord, tonight as we start this new series, Lord, hard in the paint. I pray. You speak to these teenagers, Father, not Carrie, but you, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way in these young people tonight, and really just speak to them all the way. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who gave his life for us at the cross. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Like I said, I'm a basketball guy, and I used to coach, actually, a lot of basketball. Uh, So many many of you may not know, I was actually going to college to be a basketball coach. Like, that's what I was going to school for. God had different plans. God called me to do something completely different. Still working with young people, but in a completely different way. But whenever I was in college, I worked at this Boys and Girls Club down the street on Cornell. And we had a basketball team called Game Time. And I'm not going to lie, we were good. Our first year, we went undefeated, and we won the championship like 60-something to like 15. Like domination, right? And it's just like everybody wanted to play on this Game Time team. Well, the game time team was for fifth and sixth graders. I coached a third and fourth grade team also, and we were called the Gym Rats, okay? We were called the Gym Rats. And the third and fourth grade team was like, like think of it as junior high, and the fifth and sixth grade was like high school, in a sense, right? It was like JV and varsity, okay? But on the Gym Rats, I had a whole bunch of kids who were like, I wanna play. So cool. So we would have practice at the Boys and Girls Club. And I had this one kid by the name of Ronald A. Watt, okay? Ronald A. Watt. Does his name ring a bell, Josiah? Well if it, it doesn't, don't worry about it. It's friendship legend. Okay. Running back legend. Okay. But Ronald, he was extremely fast. Okay? I'm not joking. Like, extremely fast. He had a sweet crossover with the basketball. In other words, he could go one way to the left. He'd go from right to the left extremely fast. Um, and he was just gifted. Like Extremely fast, like like he would just outrun everybody his age, okay? Here was the thing with Ronald, though, okay? As great as he was and as raw athletic as he was, he had a confidence issue when it came to scoring in the paint. So in basketball, there's these things called a layup. Anybody does not know what a layup is? So basically a layup, if you don't know what it is, is when you get close to the goal and you shoot it from a close range. Ronald would always have wide open layups, but if there was one person in the lane, in the paint, he had a confidence issue, and he would miss them all the time. Now, this is the same kid who I would watch all the time, practicing by himself, make layups by himself all day, every day, no problem. But when there was somebody else in that paint, right, in that, in that area up front, It was a confidence thing, like he would just freak out, and he would miss so many. Finally, I just said, okay, dude, we're going to fix this problem, okay? You are too good to be missing all these easy shots in basketball, okay? So I went, and Ronald was in the third grade at the time. I went and got this kid by the name of Gabriel. He was like 6'4". I'm not joking, played basketball at Lubbock High. Ronald at the time, I mean, I don't know what his numerical height was, but he was short, okay, obviously compared to 6'4", right, third grader, and uh, I told Gabriel, I said, Gabe, I want you to stand right here in front of the basket with your hands up, just like this, I said, and every time Ronald comes close and he shoots that ball, I want you to stuff him every time, every single time, I said, I just want you to throw it as hard as you can, I said, Ronald, I want you to dribble as fast as you can, and I just want you to shoot, if you get stuffed, oh well, just keep doing it over and over and over again. So guess what Ronald would do? He would go as hard as he could in the paint. He'd try to lay it up, and Gabriel just wouldn't even jump, just grab it and throw it. Said, keep going, Ronald. He'd keep going and he get his stuff, he get just get swatted every single time. He was like, over. And we did this for like, I'm not joking, like 15 minutes straight. And Ronald's like tired, he's sweating, and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, okay, I want you to understand something, Ronald. This happens to everybody. Everybody gets swatted. Everyone gets stuffed. It's going to happen to everybody. You got to stop thinking in your mind that you're going to get swatted every single time. Now, listen, every single time you've come, you've come with confidence, okay? Now, I want you to try and score this time. And I told Gabe, I said, Gabe, I said, if you can swat it, swat it. I said, but, you know, um, Ronald, go for it. Ronald went, he laid it up, and he finally made one. And it's so crazy because after that, How he played in games was dramatically different. He went hard in the paint literally every single game after that. What changed was he went from being intimidated, he went from being scared, he went from a confidence issue to I'm going to step up with boldness, I'm going to step up with confidence, and I'm going to go hard regardless of what happens. I'm going to give it my all, okay? Ronald went hard in the paint literally, okay? So when I say hard in the paint, that's what I want you to understand. I'm I'm meaning like, listen, you approach life with confidence. You approach your obstacles with confidence and boldness and trust in God. That no matter what, I trust God, okay? And that's what it means to go hard in the paint. You just read uh, a crawl video, all right? It talks about Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas, if you read it, they encounter a chick who can tell the future, but she's possessed by a demon. And she's constantly nagging Paul and Silas the entire time. Well, Paul finally gets fed up with it. And he turns to the girl and says, in the name of Jesus, come out. Well, guess what happens? She, the demon comes out and she's healed. The problem with this is, though, is that she had masters who made them a ton of money because she told the future. And so all these people who owned her, she was a slave. They were furious. So what happens was they surround Paul and Silas. Okay. Now, real quick, Paul and Silas, they're apostles for the Lord. They preach and tell the world who Jesus is, like we talked about last week. Okay. They surround Paul and Silas. Right. And the Bible says that a mob forms around them and they beat them up. Like they literally jumped Paul and Silas for helping a demon-possessed woman. Right. They beat Paul and Silas up. And then what happens, they get thrown in prison, but not just any prison, they get thrown in like the dungeon, like the inner dungeon to where nobody will ever hear them or find them ever again. It's looking like the end of the world for Paul and Silas in this moment, right? It's looking like a bad situation that just went really, really worse. Now they're in prison in a dungeon, and it looks like they're going to die there. The Bible says that They put their hands and their feet in stocks. In other words, they were like this, and that's where they were, right? That's where they were. You would think, baby, it's over. What do we do now? What's going to happen next? Here's what I love. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Remember, they've just been beaten up. They've just also, they were stripped down, and now they're thrown in prison in stocks, and I love what happens. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 16, verse 25. It's so powerful. It says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were doing two things they were praying and singing hymns to God. What? They were praying and they were singing to God. That's crazy. Now, here's what's so cool it says, And all the other prisoners were listening. They took notice, like, what the heck is that sound? Who the heck is singing? What in the world is going, don't they know we in prison, right? Don't they know that we ain't ever getting out of here? The Bible says that the other prisoners were listening, and here's the thing that I love, is that in prison, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. You wanna know what Paul and Silas were doing in prison? They were going hard, man. They were going real hard. They're like, you know what, in the midst of our obstacle in front of us. In the midst of being in prison, in the midst of being beaten up, in the midst of everything bad going on in our lives right now, we're still going to go hard in the pain for Jesus, man. We're still going to give him our all. I may be in prison, but guess what? It's not going to stop me from praying. I may be in prison, and I may have been beat up. I may have a black eye and I'm bleeding, but you know what? I'm still going to sing songs to Jesus right now. People may think I'm crazy. I may be stripped down butt naked, but you know what? It ain't going to stop me from praying and singing to Jesus. Man, Paul and Silas, man, in prison were going so hard in the paint, man. They approached their difficult situation with confidence, boldness, and they trusted God no matter what situation they found themselves in. That's crazy. And you know what happens next? The Bible says there's like an earthquake that happens. And the prison gates just, poof, they bust open, right? That's what happens next. And of course, uh, Paul and Silas, they end up coming out of the prison. And, you know, the story continues, right? But here's the thing that I want us to really focus on. Is that in the midst of everything that they were facing in life, they didn't let their circumstances around them stop them from worshiping God. They didn't let what was going on around them Hold them back from praying. They didn't let whatever situation they were in stop them from singing hymns to God. They were in prison, stripped down, beaten up, and they were praying and singing to God. Man, let me tell you something. I hope my life is remembered the same way. I hope I can go out whenever God calls me home to heaven and people can say, you know what, no matter what situation Carrie faced, he was always praying and singing to the Lord. He was always worshiping no matter what he faced. And listen, that's what it means to go hard in the paint. That's what I want y'all to do this month, okay? I want y'all to go hard, hard, In other words, I don't want you to hold back. I want you to worship God with confidence. I want you to pray to God with boldness, okay? I want you to read your Bible with full faith and confidence in who Jesus is. Listen, Jesus went hard for you, okay? He went hard for you when he was stripped down and when he was whipped, when he carried an old rugged cross up a hill, and he took nails in his wrist and his feet and a crown of thorns to his head. He went hard for you, right? He went hard for you. Man, don't you think just the natural response would be, you know what, because you went hard for me, Lord. I'm just going gonna, gonna to go hard for you every single day. I'm going to go hard in the pain for you, Lord. I'm going to approach you with confidence. Things may be going crazy in my life, but you know what? No matter what, I'm going to go hard for you, Jesus. No matter what, I'm going to go hard for you, Lord. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to live for you all the days of my life. I will go hard for you. And that's what I want to challenge y'all with this month, okay? That's what I want to challenge y'all with this month. Man, go hard in the paint for Jesus, man. I I, I believe you can. I believe you can. Um, I truly believe you can, you know? I believe that you can go hard for Jesus, and you can approach life with boldness and confidence and who God is, all right? So that's my challenge for you this month. That's what we're going to talk about this month. It's going hard in the paint for Jesus, man. Going hard in the paint for Jesus. I want to live my life that way. And I want our youth ministry to be a youth ministry that goes hard for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, they, people know, like, that youth ministry, they go hard. Like, they, they are serious. They worship God. Like, they, are, they don't play around, you know? Like, seriously. So that's what I see. That's what I'm believing for, and that's what I'm going to stand on, okay? That's what I'm going to stand on.